0: my life, try not to frown don't let this world turn you around you're not alone in when you cry virtually i'll be by your side Ooh, it's hot 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 and i'm feeling the heat over here at alika hope and change i'm here with my hot brother emil who actually is my brother he's just not a brother he's my brother
1: you know, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, that's my sister from the same mister, and you know, I'm her brother from another mother. But yes, it is true. The, you know, you know uh, change, also known as Emil. You. you guys mm-hmm. out there are probably experiencing, for, especially if you're on the East Coast, some mm-hmm. really weird stuff. There's a haze happening.
0: There's a haze, and we wanted to talk about that today because uh, maybe three weeks ago, The fires. We were getting the smoke from uh, the Canadian fires, right in New York City, and then also in New England. And it was so bad that um, I had a couple friends in New York City. One in particular, I'm thinking I've had to go home and use her nebulizer because the forest fire smoke in New York City was so bad. She had to leave her office, go home. I mean, that's how bad it was. And these are all wildfires in Canada. So for those of you who maybe you know you live in Seattle, Washington, and you're like, oh, Canada's right next door. Canada is not right next door to New York City. It's a several many hours drive. Uh, and then, as you went further down, right. weeks ago, it was happening even further down. And now, DC
1: was getting some of it. We What's had orange it? skies and hazy and hazy blue skies. Absolutely, yeah. it was. It was. It was. You know, it was the winds doing what the winds do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I laugh because, not laughing ha ha, but laugh. Right. <laughs> People aren't used to it on the East Coast, but those of us from the West Coast deal with fire season as a norm every Mm -hmm. year.
0: Well, and I think that now that what's happening, and actually, Jamie brought this up earlier today, uh, he was talking about how the fires are now from Canada, but different ones uh, this week, that they're coming down like through the Midwest through Chicago, through other places. And he was talking about how it's getting worse. And Jamie, do you want to share about just... I mean, let alone climate change, but just the fires and stuff. What is your observation and, and what is your nerd brain telling us? Because we're all nerds here. So let's talk about
2: that. <laughs> yeah, here. I was actually just, you know, scanning my weather app and taking a look at what was happening. You know, we did have that, you know, it came down, you know, past Vermont, New Hampshire, down through and Connecticut, into New York, and then all the way down to DC. And then mm-hmm. it kind of made, made, it made it to the Midwest a little bit and then dissipated. Mm-hmm. But now this batch um, as of this week, was coming down from the Midwest. So you're talking Detroit, you're talking Chicago, you're talking that, and then the currents are going to carry it eastward. So New York might get hit again oh. over the course of, um, as of this week. Um, wow. the, um, it might hit. It won't be as bad, but definitely yeah. there might be some air hazard warnings. You're going to have to bring those masks out again, New Yorkers. Those, <clears throat> um. Those PM yeah. masks, yeah.
0: Those N95 and the, those,
2: yeah. And, oh, sorry, just, P P2. Point is it PM2.5? I don't know. Yeah, I I forget. May, maybe Emil, you might be able to chime in on the science part of it. Um, I, some, you know I'm, the, the I'm, particulate I'm, masks. My Come my on. mask was a piece of cloth that was draped, draped
1: <laughs> over my face regularly, so I'm not going to <laughs> attempt to sorry. I know N95, a K N95, because I used to work with people who needed those when they would apply Mm -hmm. paint and other things and real respirators uh, especially shout out to aircraft maintenance fuels systems Mm. technicians who would go inside Mm. fuel tanks to do their work which meant required forced air breathing but besides that um what to me you know as because i am all you know i love weather too A lot of this is winds doing what winds do. And all of these Mm -hmm. things are really just sort of, it's a confluence of really strange things happening at the same time, which is Mm -hmm. not abnormal, Mm -hmm. except it's not witnessed that frequently. So we're really get like, I hate, you know, since we can't change it, observe it and appreciate some of the most beautiful sunsets and sunrises you'll ever see.
0: You know, that reminds me of the song, sunrise, sunset. That's from Fiddler on the Roof. Any musical theater nerds out there? Anyway, that that was oh, my question. Oh, we know they listen to the open change. We yes. know they do. <laughs> uh, so interesting because you know, I was thinking about the fact that when Jamie said it might be coming this week and and today is July 3rd, which means tomorrow is July 4th and there's going to be a lot of fireworks happening at my house and all over. That's only going to contribute to the smoke, isn't yes. it? I was just thinking about
2: Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there's going to be more smoke. People are traveling more. There's more mm-hmm. congestion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more carbon carbon dioxide in the air um, mm. on top of these, you know, the, these fires. Now, normally, it's fire season in Canada in May, but this okay. year has been very unusual. Um, we're mm. talking in Quebec. We're talking yeah. Saskatchewan and Edmonton um, and some of the other closer to, to the Northwest Territories are actually seeing earlier fires and larger fires that are spreading and they are not able to control them because they do ah. some controlled burns. Like they do control right. burns in Oregon and California. Yes, in
0: California, yep.
2: Right, But they're not working in Canada. They're just so widespread. They're having a really hard time containing these fires. And the dry conditions okay. don't help.
0: So is that why it's so bad down here because these are not the controlled ones like what Emil mentioned that we kind of grew up being used to. These are uncontrolled
2: <laughs> yeah they're having I a mean, hard time controlling
1: I'm, them yeah honestly that, yeah it's yeah. the it's the if you do a really good job at conservation
2: mm-hmm. you're
1: still going to have this problem sooner or later yes. it's just going to happen because right. if you do if you do conservation right then you're going to get a lot of old wood that's going to dry out and eventually it's going to be a tinder. if you burn and control and try to do that sometimes control burns become uncontrolled burns so you're going to mm-hmm. there's it's Conservation is a really wonderful science, but it's also really hard to get right because if you do it wrong for whatever reason, because there's a dry season or a couple of dry seasons, all your conservation efforts, which would have worked in the normal weather pattern, are now going to create potentially a tinderbox.
2: Yes.
0: Can I just add into this, please? As you all were, both of you were talking, you made me think about being a parent, or even in Jamie's case, being a Uh, an uncle who basically raises your nephews. Uh, So all of us here are basically parents. And I was thinking about how (laughs) with kids, you can control the environment, you can raise them really well with all these wonderful things and skills and have controlled burns, and they can still turn around and throw a three-hour tantrum at you or walk away and not say goodbye. And I'm not saying that happened to me because that actually isn't me. I'm just saying that like in general, you know, it, it just reminded me of being a parent. You set up all the conditions right, but they're still gonna do what they're gonna do. So in many ways, burning trees are like children. This has been a speech by Alika. Hope
2: that was entirely original. I was going to go for the Jurassic Park. Life finds a way. That's going to go I'm a still little Dr. Because Malcolm. That was funny, but that would I, I like your originality better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, thank you. It just hit me right now. I was like, know right. we're talking, it just reminded me of being a mother. Wild children, like, wow. wildfire. Wild children. <laughs> see, see, and in some cases, the more people try to control their children, and we all know because we all know about preachers' kids (PK). The oh. more you try to control your children, the more when they turn 18 or 21, they become wildfires. This has been a public service announcement.
1: I have, I have a, I have a nephew mm. who just graduated from high school. He's shout out to Aiden Elmont uh, Senior High School, and. Uh, Long Island, New York, and mm-hmm. he's on his way to become ho- hopefully a, a weatherman. He wants to be a meteorologist, nice. so he's going up to SUNY Oswego, where yeah. Oswego, where they will teach him. He's, they've got a great program up there, and I'm thinking to myself, he's never been far from home. <laughs> Wildfire. Wild
0: child. oh i see what you're saying <laughs> i was i was like okay and now he's not even going that far either really but far enough
1: but far he's, enough where he Sunni. has to okay. he has to be on his own mm-hmm. and, oh you know oh, the, oh. there's that there's that the, see Ooh. i went to a military academy so i don't have the same right kind of right required you know yes uh experience right
0: Well, Emil, let me just say this. I went to Notre Dame, which is not really a part. It's not known as a party school, but it is known as a school where people like to have fun. There is a difference, if that makes any sense. And I didn't do any of that stuff, uh, any of that real partying, because I think, Emil, I think we weren't raised um, super repressed. So when I got to Notre Dame, I wasn't like, oh, let me go drink a bunch of whatever vodka and pass out all night and blah, 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 because I didn't grow up repressed. So I think... (sighs) Oftentimes, it's just like fires. When you suppress and repress, then your children may may ooh 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 digress. digress, no <laughs> digress, regress, I regress, think, ooh, Re- even regress. better regress.
2: So, so I've, I've seen I've seen yes, when people Jamie. have have. Yeah. <laughs> you you, you, um, you sounded like a preacher. You started rhyming just like a preacher, speaking well, of a preacher.
0: I'm thinking well, about a new career, actually. So, y'all, it's been announced <laughs> here on Illegal Between at, at the Juneteenth Festival, when I started talking to because the sound was having issues, I was like... <laughs> I'm preaching right now, aren't I? And I was like, caught up. Like, anyway, that's another.
2: Keep thing, hope alive. alive. Keep hope alive.
1: <laughs> as long as you don't bring out the <laughs> handkerchief to do your brow. That's all we
0: Ooh. care for. Can I, can I, can I say, Anna? instead of saying hallelujah, I say, hallelujah. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Speaking of hope, speaking of hope, um, to bring us back (laughs) (laughs) closer to fire and to and to Mm -hmm. children and to everything else, Mm -hmm. to to, to inject hope you Mm -hmm. back into the conversation, Um, Emil, since you are, you know. Your your mind and your brain and your, your vast knowledge of the world and how geology works and everything. What are some of the things that we can do to actually give us hope about being able to contain these fires and to contain mm. air pollution? What, what are some mm. of the things that um, have been tried and true that they've been talking about so, as far as, know, as reducing these conditions? Mm. So one of
1: the things is um, it's important that Everyone begins, in my opinion, we have to look at the policies that people are looking at. There's got to be a really robust forest management system, which is your politicians actually vote on budgets for, in the United States, it's the Department of Interior, the Forestry Service. Mm -hmm. They actually have forest science and forest scientists whose job is to figure this out and do their best to stay ahead of it. But those funds, because people don't see them every day, they don't see the effect of them every day. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's pork. It's it's a, it's a an expense that doesn't need to be managed. And then something like this happens. Like, Why has this happened? And it's like the investments that we make a decade ago affect the fires today mm. because it's, it's a forest. Mm. It's not going to grow fast. It's not going to respond to immediate sort of changes. So you have to be thinking a decade or two ahead if you go – to places like Oregon where um, trees are farmed, you see the mm-hmm. old growth forest and the new growth forest. The new growth forest is where they plant trees in 1980 in order to be harvested in 2010. Right. That is a managed forest. It. And that is it has its own ecosystem versus when you go down to California, you'll say the redwood forest, which is all old growth where everything is just mm-hmm. natural. And mm-hmm. even in those forests, there's still some management that has to occur to remove old growth to make sure it doesn't become overly um, combustible. So right. mm. one thing we can all do is listen to our elected representatives who understand and want to manage this problem well ahead of the problem because it's going to take a decade to fix. The second mm. thing that I would also recommend is people um, have a plan for when the air quality goes south. That means have a filter in your home or a room in your home that you can keep the mm. air um, healthy as healthy as you can make it, right? So there's a ton of different things we can do. Um, we have a filter in our home that just, we, it's always running. We keep it clean mm-hmm. because we like to have air. So most modern homes have tightly uh, sealed windows and doors, Keep yes. your doors and windows closed. Yeah. That's a big deal just to keep your indoor air quality as high as possible.
2: Mm-hmm. People
1: ignore their furnace filter, their um, HVAC filter, changing that regularly and upgrade it. So if you get the 99 cent one during days like this, have one of the more expensive ones in at least in reserve for the for the few weeks that this weather's like this, because that is a big deal. It actually right. considerably cleans your air. Mm-hmm. Little things like that will make a big difference in terms of how you weather these kinds of uncontrolled and wildfires.
0: Well, 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 excuse me. You said how you weather these kinds. of say how you weather the weather. Okay. Everything you said else.
1: <laughs> 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 oh,
0: thanks for laughing, JV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so those, was, uh, those are the, two,
1: uh, two immediate ones. Um, mm-hmm. And then probably one is if you're highly susceptible you have asthma other sort of upper respiratory issues mm-hmm. and you have to be outside invest in a mask that is good and yes. don't forget your eyes because smoke oh, is actually yeah. particles yeah. and those particulates even if you're not your allergic mm-hmm. you may have to you know so don't be afraid to wear goggles or something that protects your eyes because the smoke if you're
2: outside for prolonged times will mm-hmm. irritate yeah
0: mm. Thank you, Emil, for that public service. Thank announcement.
2: you for that. Yeah, and part of the reason I yeah. asked about that is you know you, you hear you hear the advice about well just plant more trees. Yeah. Um, but now that you're talking about forest management, it's not just about planting trees. It's about removing the old ones that might burn, like you said, that turn into kindling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a ten year process. Like it's a long process to renew these things. So forest yeah. management can be hard. You know, especially when we do not have the funding. Um. So I kind of want to get a burn. bit more clarity on that. Um, are there anything else that we can do on, on ground level? <laughs> I wish, <laughs> you know, like you know, I, I've heard things like you know, during an air quality alert, don't you know, don't make a bonfire in your yard if you live in the city. Don't burn your garbage. You know, limit <laughs> your backyard. Don't fires. barbecue. Yeah, um, don't barbecue.
1: Let your grass grow a little bit longer because most of yeah. us have gas mowers, and that's going to be and gas mowers pollute and. The smoke, they actually are very smoky. They, you know, even the more modern ones are still a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, smoky. It's yeah. not a bad thing normally, but everything we can do to limit that. And these fires are just gonna, they're an overwhelming amount of mm-hmm. uh, smoke. It's just literally Listen. an overwhelming amount. Right, so it's right. not it, much that we can do outside. But mm-hmm. yes, don't barbecue as much as you would like to. Here comes the 4th of July tomorrow. So if you can avoid it, you know, use your mm-hmm. oven to barbecue. I know this sounds crazy, and I'm sorry. I just cussed at some people. Um, <laughs> you <laughs> know, I, I, loves I, loves I my charcoal <laughs> grill. Trust.
2: Ah, uh,
0: oh, oh, I do too, and I don't even eat meat, and it tastes mm-hmm. better. I like when people grill corn on a charcoal grill. There's yeah. just no comparison. Boy. But I don't do it that often, so it's like y'all out there for for the record, y'all out there who're eating cows and stuff, and I haven't had meat in like all sport years. Um, you know the fact that I use a charcoal once a year or something. Don't come at me. Don't you dare come at me with my pollution stuff. Cause just not eating meat is already <laughs> helping the planet. So we ain't gonna don't, go there. Don't come at well, me, bro. Um, don't
2: illegal come honestly, at me, bro. <laughs> that actually sounds like con- that sounds like conservation. That sounds like conservation to me. It
0: is. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you.
2: There you go. You once a year. You know, you, you're doing it sparingly.
0: At somebody else's house. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's what I'm talking. So, about. so it's That's their car- it's their it's their carbon footprint, not yours. Like oh by the way, you not
1: well, I you might if I slide this piece of corn on your grill. Yes, Thank you. I'm gonna put my
2: <laughs> carbon footprint in your yard and not in mine. <laughs> well, I
1: mean, it's kind of like you
0: know, people, and especially in America. Let's face it we we tend to go all or nothing. And I say to people, look, you know, if if you're barbecuing every single week, maybe you could cut back to every other week. Even that makes a change. We, we talk about this in the show that you can do incremental changes as well because mm-hmm. if everybody did incremental things, like if everybody reduced their meat back to what it was prior to the 20th century, you know, once a week, twice mm-hmm. a week, if you're rich, whatever, it would make a big difference. But we all want to be like everything or nothing. Um, and we do
1: have friends, um, uh, you know, who own large corporations that are also polluters. And Mm -hmm. it would be great if they continue to proactively invest in air cleaners and scrubbers and other things that help reduce the amount of pollution they create. We want everybody participating up and down the food chain. I know that's a capital investment. I understand business. However, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. our air quality is worth that price, so, if you are a captain of industry, mm-hmm. please steer your ship toward cleaner. Emissions.
0: Oh no! <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I don't want to go to that that boat that 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 thing, whatever it was. I'm not even gonna go there. That Titan thing, because oh yeah, I was. Alika was over here getting worked up about that, not because of that, but because at the same time, right? There was that boat in Greece a couple of weeks ago where right. like, I don't know, was it 300 people died? Mm-hmm. Uh, pe- people trying to escape their country to get to better yeah. you know, life in Greece. And then there was another thing that happened with that. And we're, listen, anyone who knows me knows that I believe every single life is important. However, just in media coverage, the fact that we were obsessed with five people when there's hundreds and hundreds of not rich, unknown people who drowned was mind blowing. I think it's because you said captains of industry, which made me think of titans of industry, which made me think of the titan in case anyone mm-hmm. listening didn't follow where I came with that. But yeah.
1: I was with um, you the entire way.
0: I know you was because you, because you ain't heavy. You, my brother.
1: Um <laughs> <laughs> By Lawrence V.
0: White. Let, let me take this back to climate from what I was saying. Um, and rest in peace to all those souls, no matter what what who, wherever they were, rest in peace to all of those souls. Let me just say, but it kind of goes to the, the point of that if every life matters, then every action that every life takes matters, right? When it comes to the fire and the climate. So don't think for a second, you know, Miss anonymous who's listening that your one little thing that you do doesn't matter because it does it's the cumulative It, re- um, it
1: really it's an it's effect. a cumulative cumulative effect and one of the things mm-hmm. that all of us have a chance to do is we can control our little part of the universe right so that is where yeah. you you know it's not i'm not asking you to solve the whole thing but can no. you do mm-hmm. one thing you differently? you mm-hmm. just <laughs> If you're listening and you have the ability to solve the whole thing, yes. please, uh, and Insta, Alika Hope and Change, a Hope and Change at gmail.com. Reach out to Brendan. S- just, He'll help Just you. let us know, and mm-hmm, we'll have mm-hmm. you on the show, and you can mm-hmm. walk us through what your direct action will be to solve the whole thing.
2: I can t- that would be a... Yes, go ahead. I can, oh, Jamie, I, is that person? Ahead, Jamie. No, no, I, I can tell you one thing. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to getting my first electric car one day. I'm really interested. I'm curious, you know. Why? Be, I, I don't know. I, I just, you know, we, we've gotten used to what we have. It's just mm-hmm. something new and something different, you know. I remember riding in a Prius once, and the fact yeah. that it didn't make any noise kind of freaked me out. <laughs> this yeah. is like back in 2008 or nine or ten, whenever they first came out. But mm-hmm. now that the technology has gotten so much better and so much more advanced, I'm rather curious. They've got sports cars now that are. Purely electric, or you know, um, I can't wait. I can't I wait. You I can't wait. My next car will probably be electric. Wonderfully it's annoying.
0: The, boogie, oogie, oogie. Mm-hmm.
1: So, on that trip that we saw you sing, Alika, mm-hmm. we rented a fully electric car. And how was it? It was wonderfully annoying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it no, was so annoying. I- <laughs> If I lived in California where they have a ton of charges everywhere, it would be different. But I'm actually curious how it was here on the East Coast for you. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that was the number one rub was yeah. um, it had just a little too little range. Right. Yeah. If it had maybe 10% or 15% more range, mm-hmm. it would have been okay because we wouldn't have had to charge it so frequently. But because we were doing about one third to over a half of its Um, range each day it just it was to the point where you're like the next day I can't do what I intend to do unless I charge right now so then it just became annoying the performance was off the charts oh my goodness that way that's the wonderful part the performance was crazy Mm -hmm. I never accelerate that fast and you it's one of those cars where you can't help but do a little bit more. You know, <laughs> how do they yeah. say you're doing too much? Shout out yeah, to, you, to Joe, you, you, you
2: who doing
0: doing an extra whose woman <laughs> will doing never extra. let him get an electric car. <laughs>
1: Joe, your woman is talking yeah, to you. Doing too much. Continue Every on. Time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I drove it. I was like, let me see. Oh, whoa! Like it was a <laughs> yeah. little. It was a little addictive to know that you had at command and it's power on demand no lag, mm. no weird curve, you know, you know, if you're a driver, really? you're, especially yeah. if you drive standards, you know you downshift to get power, no, none of that. Just instant push and go. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a it's it's a it's the wonderful performance, yeah. annoying range.
0: Well, the thing is it's like over It's funny cuz we I know we have some listeners on the West Coast and y'all are I will admit, you are years ahead of us over here on the East Coast with all this because Uh, You know, I have several friends that have Teslas and all those kind of whatever those electric and I my number one issue has been just what you said, like here over here, there's not charging stations that are subsidized by the state that are like, you know, every 10 feet or what exaggerating. But um, that's my concern is I often drive from Boston to New York City and and I'm like, I can't I don't have time to sit and wait for, you know, an hour here or there or whatever. Like and and then you have to look up and find out where the charging stations are. Um, Do you think. Maybe Jamie knows this too, I'm going to say Emil, but either of you. Do you think on the East Coast, let's say the quarter between Boston and Washington, D.C., so that hits Philadelphia and stuff too. Is there plans to change the infrastructure like on the toll roads and the turnpikes to have electric, more electric?
2: Yeah, I, I, I've actually noticed those, you know, driving between mm-hmm. here and Boston for an example. Um, right, right where there's rest stops on I-90. And I've noticed that there's, yep. a, you know, every time it's like, oh, there's a few more. There's a couple charging there's a stations. Few. Yeah. There's a few on, on 90. Um, I haven't noticed that many on 95. But then again, I don't stop on 95 because mm-hmm. I keep going because I don't like it. But, <laughs> it's <laughs> 95. Because it's yeah. 95. Either <laughs> yeah. I'm in a parking lot or I'm rushing home to not be in a parking lot. So um, gotcha. <laughs> I really haven't noticed nearly as much. But definitely in the Massachusetts area, I've noticed more more and more and more um ev stations um and even like you know in our local malls and shops and everything like tesla has like a station with like nine you know it looks all futuristic and everything and then there's different charging stations that are coming up but there aren't nearly enough like if there was a charging station at every filling station then that would be an improvement
0: that's my concern because when I go to the fill- to the gas station, it takes me what three minutes to fill up. But when you go to a yeah. charger, it's like an hour. It's like so an I'm doing hour, the math yeah. in my head. So does there have to be twenty electric chargers for every current gas thing. That's what I'm saying. Like because yeah, well, it, it's a, yeah, it's a
1: weird, it's a weird. So Tell me. having having sort of played with it for a couple of days and just experienced mm-hmm. it and and uh, I I here's what I learned because I watch people come and go as as we charged and and what I. To charge was about twenty minutes ish, mm-hmm. right? So you sort of have to have a new planning brain. Your old planning brain was when I need gas, I fill up. Your new planning brain is how do I space out my day such that I can like take advantage of twenty minutes of downtime? So maybe you strategically get your cup of coffee while you charge or get a meal while you charge or run an errand while you charge. So it's just a matter of reach. And it's because it's new. It's a new paradigm. It's a new way of thinking. It's a new, it's a whole new ball game. So we're so used to the convenience of go to the gas station, fill up that when we lose that convenience, we're like, I'm annoyed. I can't do my normal thing. And what I'm, and I was a part of the annoyed crowd. But I saw the potential where if I shift my thinking a little bit and kind of think through each day differently, it could be a boon to know, hey, I've got this 20-minute window to do something, read a book, slow down, meditate. There's a bunch okay, of ways email? we can solve that problem
0: a lot of the chargers take an hour you must have been at like the ultra the high the high the supercharger is
1: where i was yeah i yeah I, I, see in fact, so a lot of the ones of are not
0: supercharged yeah that's the problem so like let's say you have a three-year-old and a one-year-old in the back seat and you're like oh, oh my charger is <laughs> getting low and Do somebody wants to breastfeed an and somebody else no well that's what i'm saying that so these are the kind of things i'm thinking about and like that and if they were all superchargers i think 20 minutes is doable An hour is a long time for a lot of people absolutely so we're getting there though we're getting there yeah
1: yeah yeah you have to, people, have, the other thing is, unlike with a gasoline engine or diesel engine, you can fill mm-hmm. up at home. So. Good point. Part of part of the new uh, challenge is when do I fill up and when do I, like if, if, I, I, can, like if I can make it home and fill up overnight, no problem. Yeah. I'm not driving my car at night. I fill up at night. Gotcha. So there's, so there's, so it's, like I said, it's a whole different way of thinking because we're. Not used to, when do I fill up? Oh, I just go to the gas station when I'm ready. No, know. no, what
0: you just said, go home and, and I, that.
1: Mm, it's slower I, I at home, that. but you have but it doesn't eight matter. hours at home. You have nine you're hours. In you know.
2: or if you're, you're in a, bed. Or if you're a cousin Vern's house. Hey, cousin Vern, <laughs> can I plug my, my car in? <laughs> uh, can, you, can you hook a car up? Can you Excuse hook me, a car Jamie, up? <laughs> Jamie, I, I
0: want to tell you something, Jamie, though, before we go today.
2: Cousin Vern. <laughs> See,
0: you know my brother, my brother Emil, right? Yeah. So my brother Emil, when we were together um, last month, he uh, accidentally dropped my one of my '70s records in the fire, and um, it resulted in a disco inferno. <laughs>
2: Why didn't I see that one coming over the horizon?
0: Burn, baby, burn. Disco I should have known. Burn, baby, I should
2: have known
1: better. I was actually we'll thinking of the Ohio, the Ohio players.
0: Burn, really? Wow. Well, we're (laughs)
2: gonna talk to y'all
0: next week have a great week happy fourth of july to those of you celebrating keep your lungs clear to everybody else and i don't know what else to say but bye
1: (laughs) bye now we'll see you next time
0: If you enjoyed what you heard today on Alika Hope and Change, please head over to iTunes to rate the show and leave a review. It's really the best way for you to show your support for the show. And bonus, it costs you zero dollars. Join the conversation on Instagram, share this episode with your friends on social media, or just tell others by word
2: of mouth. Thank you and keep sharing hope and change.